Welcome to Right Royal Roundup with Carolyn Cash. The show that keeps you updated with what's happening in the world of royalty, from the British royal family through to the aristocracy and current events from around the royal world. Hello and welcome to Right Royal Roundup. I'm Carolyn Cash and coming up later on today's show, a new series about Queen Victoria, more abdication rumours, news about Victoria Day in Sweden, the Queen visits Prince William's workplace and Prince Harry shows how easy it is to be tested for HIV, so stay tuned. On Right Royal Roundup, we now go back in time for some Right Royal Regal History. A new British series about Queen Victoria will air later this year in the UK with eight episodes. Doctor Who star Jenna Coleman stars as the young Victoria, who just after her 18th birthday becomes Queen upon the death of her uncle King William IV in the new ITV drama. Tom Hughes stars as Prince Albert, whilst veteran actor Rufus Sewell plays Prime Minister Lord Melbourne who was her most trusted advisor during the early years of her reign. He became a rather powerful influence on the politically inexperienced Queen. Queen Victoria's friendship with her first Prime Minister was often a source of gossip which threatened to destabilise the government, which angered both the Tories and the Whigs. Lord Melbourne ensured the young Queen was surrounded by ladies-in-waiting from notable Whig families, which led to the so-called bedchamber crisis after Lord Melbourne's brief resignation in 1839. The British Empire was said to be at the height of its power during the early years of Queen Victoria's reign and she ruled over one quarter of the world's population, which was about 450 million people. Acclaimed novelist Daisy Goodwin created and wrote the script for the series in her screenwriting debut, as well as the executive producer with Dan McCulloch and Damien Timmer. At this stage, there is no news when it will air in Australia, but we will keep you posted when it does. Visit Right Royal Roundup on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Right Royal Roundup. Or you can check out our website, rightroyalroundup.com.au. The Imperial Household has insisted that Emperor Akihito has no plans to abdicate. Japan's national broadcaster NHK and Kyoto News a major news agency claimed they spoke to palace sources who said the emperor wants to stand down and to pass the throne to his son, Crown Prince Naruhito. Vice Grand Steward Shinichiro Yamamoto has said it was absolutely not true when speaking with reporters last Wednesday. The 82-year-old Emperor Akihito has suffered numerous health problems in recent years, including prostate cancer and heart problems since he inherited the chrysanthemum throne. 27 years ago, on the 7th of January in 1989. The Emperor has been reducing his official duties with Crown Prince Naruhito taking on more responsibility and attending events on his father's behalf. Any such abdication would be a complete shock to a country where the revered royal family symbolises stability and continuity. The last Emperor abdicated about 2,000 years ago in 1817. This would be an extraordinary move for a royal line which has lasted more than 2,600 years, one of the longest in history. The government would have to make some changes to the constitution to make this possible. 
for any royal information heard on today's show, check us out at rightroyalroundup.com.au. A record number of well-wishers had gathered in front of Solidan Palace, which is the royal family's summer residence on the 14th of July, which is known as Victoria Day in Sweden, to offer congratulations, flowers or gifts and birthday messages for Crown Princess Victoria's 39th birthday. Queen Sylvia and Prince Daniel and their two adorable children, Princess Estelle and Prince Oscar, joined the Crown Princess as King Carl Gustav led about 4,500 people in singing and four cheers for the Crown Princess. Crown Princess Victoria thanked all the well-wishers whilst holding four-month-old Prince Oscar. A gun salute was fired from Skepsholmen in Stockholm, as well as other locations around Sweden, to mark the occasion. Later that evening, the royal family travelled in a horse-drawn cortege from Soliden Palace to celebrations at Borgham Sports Arena, including performances by Franz Jepsen Wall, Charlotte Pirelli, Lowa Falkman, John Henrik Bjelgren and Molly Pedersen Hammer. The Crown Princess presented this year's Victoria Scholarship to ice hockey goaltender Henrik Lundqvist, who has been one of the New York Rangers' biggest stars, as he has scored more wins than any other goaltender in the club's history. He also helped Sweden's Trey Corona win one Olympic gold medal, three Olympic and World Championship silver medals. He has been selected for the NHL All-Star team. Welcome to Right Royal Roundup with Carol and Cash. Now crossing live to the throne. The Queen and the Duke of Edinburgh officially opened the East Anglia Air Ambulance's new base on Wednesday the 13th of July. They met staff including their grandson Prince William and former patients at the new facility at Cambridge Airport. Prince William was given the honour of giving the Queen and the Duke a tour of the base after he arrived back in time after deployment on a mission to King's Lynn about nine miles from the Queen's Sandringham estate in Norfolk. Some of Prince William's colleagues said they nicknamed the future king after the television talent show coach Will I Am, after giving him a coffee mug with the name of the American hip-hop star turned coach on the British version of The Voice. According to one of our sources, it was not clear whether the Queen and Prince Philip actually saw it during their visit. Prince William's air ambulance colleague, Dr Pam Crispin, said he was just another crew member a charming person and a really great team player. Dr Crispin also said Prince William, having a job as an air ambulance pilot, was close to having a normal job as he could possibly get. The Queen later met Theresa May and formally invited her to become the next Prime Minister of Great Britain. On Right Royal Roundup, time now for a British Royal Family Update. News and views from Buckingham Palace. Last week we mentioned Prince Harry visited King's College Hospital in South London to help raise awareness about HIV AIDS, urging people to be tested for the disease. So this week, Prince Harry led by example and took a HIV test at Guy's and St Thomas's Hospital in London, which was broadcasted live on the Royal Family's Facebook page. Prince Harry had the test done to show how easy it was to be tested. He washed his hand, his finger was pricked and the swab put in a special machine. The pinprick test came back negative. Prince Harry said it was amazing how quick it is as some people wait months for a blood test result. This was said to be a groundbreaking moment in the fight against HIV according to the Terence Higgins Trust. Kensington Palace issued a statement which said 
Harry believes until everyone feels relaxed about taking HIV tests, whether from higher risk groups or not, then tackling the stigma and fear surrounding this simple test will continue to allow the virus to win. That's all we have for this week. Thanks for joining us and we look forward to your company again next week. You've been listening to Right Royal Roundup with Carol and Cash. Tune in next week for more of the latest royal news from around the world. And don't forget to like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Right Royal Roundup or visit our website, rightroyalroundup.com.au.